Hail and well met adventurers, and welcome to the first episode of the Awful Neutral Podcast. If you're listening to this podcast, there's a very good chance you're a lot like me, in that you're swimming through a sea of mediocre Dungeons & Dragons live play podcasts while you patiently wait for Critical Role, The Adventurer Zone, or Not Another Dungeons & Dragons podcast to give you your sweet 20-sided die fix. If that sounds like you at all, then this podcast was meant for you. My name is Damian Mercado, and I'll be your Dungeon Master. Joining us on this adventure are five of the funniest comedians I could get to agree to do a live play Dungeons and Dragons podcast, which mostly means I asked five of the loneliest individuals that I know who are funny to do a live play Dungeons and Dragons podcast. If you're listening to this, thank you for giving us a shot, and I hope you stick around and watch us grow. Now let's start the adventure already. Welcome, foolish mortal, to Awful Neutral. Starring Dave Callens as the stalwart paladin with a bright light but a dim bulb, Kevin. I am Kevin, noble paladin, vanquisher of evil and writer of wrongs. I'm a devoted follower of the Morituri Brotherhood founded by St. Asidius. They took me in during a particularly difficult time in my life, and I've been loyal to them since. I am a fighter with no equal, vanquishing any who cross my path. None can stand before me. Sarah Lee Steiner as the unbreakable ranger of the trailer park and master of willpower who's down to four packs a day. Gertrude. My name's Gertrude, and I don't want anyone to know anything about me. I'm a level three elf who identifies as a fairy, but I'm aware that I'm not passing. I did some stuff in my past. I'm ready to turn my life around and be a better person. Dan Sanborn as the gnomish warlock who proves that punk's not dead in fantasy. Neither is stupidity. Decorative cabbage. Decorative cabbage over here. I like getting fucked up. I'm always hanging out with this here Tifi, but I don't know much about him, but he seems to set me straight on most days. Anyway, I have finger guns. Clint Bijer as a powerful cleric. He's the smartest and most competent one in the group, and he won't let you forget it. Teefy. Hello, I'm, call me Teefy. I'm sorry, I'm very intelligent. I love knowledge so much that I follow the god of knowledge. I am a cleric and I serve him and I want to know everything. I do not know everything yet, but someday I hope to. Salvador Viesca as the talented rogue thief with a heart of gold. Well, that's not really the case, but he tells himself that. Lothario de la Pulga. What's good, ladies and gentlemen? My name's Lothario de la Pulga. I'm a human rogue. I'm a gifted runner, swimmer, and sometimes glider. And I'm pretty good with my hands. Hey, 
Welcome to the Awful Neutral Podcast, a live play D&D podcast. Sarah Lee, you said so little and so much at the same time. <laughs> that voice is during- I cannot wait to meet Gertrude. Are you really going to get to meet her? <laughs> You're right. Just can anybody know Gertrude? <laughs> yeah. So many walls built up. Just, oh, so we ask Sarah questions no, now? talk about whatever. This yes, is a free form. Yes, please talk right. to the only female so how here. Old, how old is that your character? What are you wearing right how now? Old <laughs> you know? Is there anything else we should know? Because I, I know we heard her bragging about herself a second ago. Does she have yeah. any flaws? I mean, like, if she did, she's not going to disclose that. Oh. Uh, I think the cool, obviously, there's one thing that you're going to notice about her. Is, is that the she fact smokes that 12 packs of cigarettes a day. Besides that crippling issue there yes and the incoming death and copd she does have a essentially like an inspector gadget arm oh sweet oh, nice. yeah could you describe that for the yeah, audience Yeah, definitely so well like the backstory is she did some stuff right she's not really proud Clearly. of it she doesn't want to talk about it and did some time in Folksum prison Excellent. And, yeah. And um, there she got a really cool prison tattoo which ended up giving her hep c so she ended up losing the arm Will we find out about the tattoo, or is this a... She doesn't have the tattoo anymore? No, because the arm's gone. That kind of upsets me, without uh, even having met her yet. Yeah, well... Couldn't we all, handle a rink. <laughs> we, all, we all make mistakes. <laughs> and so... But she was fortunate enough that the prison was doing a special program at the time where she applied to get a robotic arm replacement. So she got the Inspector Gadget arm. They haven't turned on all the features, so she's constantly looking for somebody who can help her figure it out. Right now, all she can really do is kind of, like, reach the top shelf... And give really good high fives. Well, but I need to go to prison and get me a robotic <laughs> appendage. This sounds like an amazing deal. Is Just that where my tax dollars are going? Is torso that? up only. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, but the hand's like messed up. It's just kind of like a rubber glove with some jelly in it. So sometimes it just pops. I have one of those at home. Uh, yeah, but like use a microwave to heat it up. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> this guy knows. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave. <laughs> I'm really hoping that her tattoo that she only has was a, was a tattoo of a life-size arm. <laughs> You'll never know. So essentially, people go to this prison, get less effective arms. They're less effective criminals. I mean, would you say your arm is more or less powerful than your regular arm, your new arm? Oh, it's definitely less powerful. I mean, I can't do I can't do anything. Gotcha. You were a ranger hunter, correct? Yes. Actually, don't think we established that earlier, right? I'm going to assume that your robotic arm, though, is has not lessened your skills with the bow. No. You're still on lock with that bow. Yeah, I'm like good with archery, but the, I'm just using the other arm really for that part. That's, that's all. Jelly fingers are kind of getting in the way. <laughs> they get in the way of a lot of things. <laughs> like really sticky bowstring. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Good thing you're ambidextrous. Yes. <laughs> just for archery, nothing else. All right. And for some of our fans out there who are real sticklers for the rules, her Inspector Gadget arm will basically be her own little ranger way to have the Mage Hand cantrip. So. We'll figure out ways to improve your arm and improve that cantrip for any of the rule junkies out there. That's how we're going to play that. Moving right along. Dave, anything you want to say about Kevin? Well, first, before I say that, I want to say to any of the rule junkies, chill the fuck out. (laughs) We're just having fun here. I don't want to get messages about like, oh, you can't cast that spell. You're only a little whatever. Yeah, I personally fight anybody who critiques the rules of the show. I bring a sword with me to the podcast. I'm a level three paladin. Instead of a subclass, I have an oath. And I took the oath of vengeance. Fuck yeah. Now, without getting too much into it, I took the oath of vengeance because way back when I was younger, somebody stepped on my tail and did not apologize. <laughs> and that has been just like in the back of my head for my entire life. Like these motherfuckers do not respect me. So I, I'm not going to tolerate any disrespect. Oath of vengeance. If anyone crosses me, it's on. Was it a purposeful tail step or was it accidental and you have just internalized this? Yeah. My character, I'm drawing from a few different inspirations. He's very strong and he's very charismatic, but he's not smart. Like he's he's a little dumb. 
Mm. And I'm kind of basing him on a combination of Dwight from The Office as like a stickler for rules and stuff like that, but also Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy is like being very literal and not understanding when people are using nuance. So he's kind of a, but people like him. Like he's annoying, but people still like him. It sounds just like you. Yeah. <laughs> Easiest way to go is based on myself. Yeah. This podcast needed a guy who was annoying. That's, we, we need an annoying guy. <laughs> I'm best friends with Sal, Sal's character, Lothario. We, a long time ago, Without even doing but, it on purpose. Go ahead. I don't want to put Lothario or Sal in an awkward position. Are you best friends in this? Well, fictionally, or, or yeah. Kevin oh, in the fantasy friends. world, definitely best friend. Okay. Real life. Uh, Fuck this dude. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the way that came to be is it was completely inadvertent. He just left a saucer of milk out, and I thought that was for me personally. And so I, because of that small gesture, I owe him a life debt. No. Like I took that tiny little gesture and made it into this grand thing. I'm like, oh my God, this guy wants me to. So now I just follow him around loyally. And me being as clever as I am, I just went to the restroom, but I let him know that. <laughs> he helped himself to the saucer. And now I own this guy. <laughs> Pretty much. Awesome. Yes, exactly. He voluntarily gave himself to me in yeah. the least sexual way possible. <clears throat> I couldn't so, be happier. So how much is your friendship genuine friendship? And how much of it is you exploiting a dumb person? To essentially have a, a protector and personal servant. You know, and I don't want to talk down to him, but I kind of think of him as like a barnacle <laughs> or like a tumor of sorts. <laughs> they, it serves its purpose. After a while, he kind of grew on me. And uh, I think uh, I think we'll have a, a long future together as long as I can get something out of him. Yeah, and Kevin doesn't see any of this being taken advantage of. He just sees it as straight up friendship and like we're best buds. I mean, there's a little bit of friendship there. Like when I need rides and you give them to me, that's <laughs> real sweet. And we don't have to address this yet. How much of this relationship is greased by milk? Like how often was this a one-time <laughs> thing and it bought forever loyalty? Or do you constantly have to be the milk provider? I mean, if I can get like discount milk, like that's about to get like, <laughs> like you know, turned to cheese or something, I'll hook my buddy up every – at least once a month. You got it, right? You're going whole milk, non-fat? <laughs> Whatever I can get. Cat milk, even. You sick fuck. <laughs> no, so far, I mean, he's got a tough stomach. I don't think he's gotten sick at all. <laughs> Through his paladin, a really good constitution. Uh, his paladin constitution keeps him fun. <laughs> Speaking of which, while well, we got you here, Sal, uh, is there anything else you want to tell us about Lothario? Yeah. What are his foibles? What are yeah, my, uh, Lothario <laughs> comes off as a really confident, smooth guy. He is kind of notorious from where he's at because where he's from because he pulled off a heist that somehow uh, he got away with. And as he left the heist, he realized that he set fire to the building and took out the entire occupying gang to the small town and became a folk hero. And now he's just playing off that story. Uh, just like on accident. It's total on accident. He was just going to steal a magical item and in and out. It was going to be quick. And what he didn't realize is that he didn't put his torch out all the way. It set the banister a railing on fire. Must be uh, a real fucking sneaking pro walking around with a torch. <laughs> well, no, he put it out, but, out but climbing up. Yeah, I, he thought he put it out, but there was like an ember or something, and uh, he comes out, and there's just fire everywhere, and a very happy village. You're failing forward. You're yeah, <laughs> yeah, failing forward. It's like a fantasy Mr. Magoo. He's like Kaiser Soze on accident. <laughs> Kaiser Jose. <laughs> <laughs> and so you went in, stole something. Yeah, I just did something awesome. Accidentally, and I took credit for it, because why not? And now yeah. you've just been living off the rewards for this reputation. Yep. Okay, I love it. Yep, totally unaware. I feel like I said a lot, but my guy being a paladin, he has a loyalty to a particular order. It's a Moratory Brotherhood uh, founded by St. Isidius, and he was taken in by them when he was younger. He had a catnip addiction, and so <laughs> it was really bad. It was ruining his life, so they took him in and cured him of that, so that's why he's loyal to them. But he also, because he's annoying, 
they don't like him, so they keep transferring him to different branches. And he thinks it's because he does a, such a good job at helping them shore up their deficiencies that he's like the main guy they sent out to help. But it's just they keep wanting to get rid of him. Just super unlikable. Yeah. So they just keep pawning him off in other branches, and he's traveling a lot, thinking that he's just like the the star of the the order. You're like uh, Simon Pegg's character in Hot Fuzz, but dumb. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is there anything you want to talk about? A uh, decorative cabbage over there, a resident <laughs> fucking warlock. Decorative cabbage basically has a lot of magic powers, but. What, in root of those powers, what happened is he found a deck of many things at one point, and he made a wish to be stupid powerful. So he's really powerful <laughs> and has a lot of magic abilities, but then he also has no ability to, he has no knowledge on how to use it, nor would he want the knowledge. The entity which granted him the powers likes him to be stupid about it, so he's kind of taken away the motivation to want to know about magic. That's why he's kind of connected with Clint's character, because Clint's character is all about learning magic and doing that stuff, so... It kind of a, a perfect fit because Tifi, I don't know if you noticed, can't talk for shit. And uh, Decorative Cabbage there is somehow just has this magic charm about him that people believe him and trust him. That's going to be the part where the audience has to make believe. And people do not like me. And so I kind of need him just as much as he needs me because uh, without someone to talk for me, I get in trouble. <laughs> I, I walk into a situation, say something, someone gets mad at me. So I just like deck there in front of me and say, hey, you talk for me. You talk. I'm just going to sit back here and tell you what to say. It's almost like a master blaster scenario. I like yeah, this. I'm picturing a yeah. riding Except for he's the little cabbage. one. Yeah, the little one. You know, that's not wish fulfillment on my part at all. <laughs> when we were discussing your character, Dan, we were discussing Decorative Cabbage. You were saying that he was kind of like a gutter punk. You, know, like, yeah. you, you said he has a, a – what's his hair look like? He's got like a mohawk, but it's mostly greasy. He's got some twigs in it. He's just <laughs> sleeping out on the forest, like right on the floor. He doesn't really fall asleep. He just kind of falls. So the face of your group is a gutter punk? Yeah, but <laughs> because he's got like the gift of gab. You know, it works. It works. It looks good on him. Does, uh, does his leather armor say like the smiths on it? Yeah. <laughs> his leather arms would be more like, you know, locust. I think you're <laughs> more like a yeah, man is a bastard. But, but yeah, that's like a, he's more into that, that kind of stuff. He's perpetually teenaged, even though he's like 15 you know, 100 years old, he still considers himself in his teens. I like just as a part of this podcast, when we hear each other describe the characters, we're all, all of us are like, oh, that's based in reality. Like, we're all, yeah. we're all noticing certain characters like, oh, yeah, uh, that's how he is in real life. And I wanted to take a second to be like, if you're a stickler about the rules, you know, I think about you, you know, I care about you, I love you, <laughs> you know, you have a special place in my heart, don't worry about what Dave said, I'll be there, get your back. Setting up a showdown, Dan, you're setting yeah. up a showdown. Yeah, well, you guys play good Twitter account, bad Twitter account. <laughs> I haven't described Tifi's physical characteristics at all. Tifi is short, either masculine female or effeminate male <laughs> teenager, human. And he's kind of like the Doogie Hauser situation where he's past college. He's smart, smart, smart guy. He knows everything and he acts like an adult. But he's the youngest person, or she, if you keep saying he. I'm, I'm, I'm a he, so I'm usually talking about myself as a he. But, but inside, who knows? She, so that's <laughs> why we're getting TV. But if it's, you're in the uh, audience listening, you better be using the right fucking pronoun. Yeah, they, yeah. I'm not going to get it right. You better, motherfuckers. <laughs> but TV's don't know. Like if Tifi were to get a haircut, does Tifi have to pay man prices? Tifi's prices. Tifi doesn't have hair. Any hair. Whoa. 
Anywhere? Wait, let's get into it. No eyebrows. (laughs) Now I'm picturing powder. No hair, no armpit hair, no toe hair, nothing. Does his lip skin at least not match his skin skin, or is it all the same color? His. I said Oh, it's it's You hate manger, Sal. I'm a manger for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I've been monging for years. Um, (laughs) Mong life. (laughs) Lothario's going to lose his job, I feel. (laughs) (laughs) Hateful views. Exclusive podcast, buddy. I didn't know that. (laughs) Well, technically, the era this was set in, there's only two pronouns that exist back then, so I'm on your side, Sal. (laughs) Did I? (laughs) Technologically, this world is way behind us, but socially? (laughs) (laughs) They, They still exist existed back then. They just weren't publicly out. I can't hear you unless you use a cigarette voice. <laughs> they existed back then. They just weren't publicly out. <laughs> Reminds me of mother. <laughs> but yeah, definitely look a little awkward. This young kid trouncing around with a shield. You know, I'm decked out in armor. Like I've got knowledge, domain cleric. So I am a cleric with all kinds of cleric armor and shield and everything. But I'm also wizardy because I'm knowledge domain cleric. So it's kind of a weird crisscross mishmash. You have what we call in nerd circles a very tricked out character. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else want to just paint the picture for the audience? What they're looking at, uh, what they're hearing. Kevin, the paladin, he's he's tall and like he's like six feet tall, but he's lean and muscular. He, he's pretty heavily armored because he's a paladin. He's a fighter. His weapon of choice is a two-handed hammer. He just goes to town with that. He loves, loves smashing. Um, he's very agile, good in combat. The voice, it's kind of based on Alan Rickman. That's because a friend of ours, a comic that we all know, he has a joke about how cats all sound like Alan Rickman. And so that just kind of stuck in my head. So that's the voice I'm trying to go for. Does the hammer have a name? Maybe. I don't know. You don't have to reveal everything. You don't have to take off all your clothes <laughs> on the first episode. That's fine. Should I put my pants back on then? <laughs> yeah. Yes, <That's>... please. <laughs> well, well, this is a democracy. <laughs> Good thing the desk is in the way. Hang on. I'm going to roll die 12. <laughs> <laughs> so Lothario is a pretty average height human. He's acrobatic being a rogue assassin. So he's got decent tone. He's got a happy I believe little love thief. trail, I think they call it. <laughs> and those sweet V. Don't be the points down, <laughs> and his eyes are, are beyond stunning. They're like a like a like a greenish blue, depending on what he's wearing. It's beyond adorable. How proud is Lothario of that V? Like, how much has it come up in conversation? Oh, it's, it's a little obnoxious. How long? How low he wears all of his clothing, even with a belt. He still like sags it. So between the belt being at his waist and the pants hanging below, he started the sagging pants trend. Yeah, that still exists like, yeah. like right below the belly button. Exactly. That yeah, he's got that. What's that lead singer of Rolling Stones look? That Mick Jagger. Oh, looking, that lead singer that, Rolling that, Stones. Looking, I couldn't tell no, which one yeah, you're talking about. Well, I, think, I was saying that because I was couldn't think of his name. But he's what's your name, guy? Any rock and roll sticklers out there? (laughs) Because he's a thief, a lot of his clothing is stolen. So it's a dumb sentence. That's a very dumb sentence. I love it though. Keep it like it. Well, we we didn't know he wasn't a tailor. We don't know exactly. So lots of sequence. Lothario's a thief who wears nothing but stolen clothing. That being said, not all of it is his size. Also. He doesn't like to pay for things usually, so he tailors the clothing himself. So he's wearing missized leather, and a lot of the clothing he's wearing is from a victim of his. If he killed someone or attacked him and he saw a piece that he liked, he takes it and wears that. Lothario is a vain man, correct? We've talked about, is that V? Yes. So does that mean he would never take clothes from somebody bigger than him? Because those would be baggy. He wants things that are tight, that are going to show off those muscles. Well, what I'm thinking is, because he tailors them himself, he's like setting his own trends. 
while he's got this like crazy V big suited maybe MC Hammer looking <laughs> look you know at first until he gets something else to replace it but it goes narrow right down and it's unbuttoned so you can see not a me listen if your subclass isn't Taylor we're gonna have so many <laughs> listeners yeah. like, this is bullshit is that a, is that a thing? I was just thinking about clothing. it like, no he has a friend that can tailor can you tailor uh, yeah, I got or a hammer we'll figure milk. something out <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you a question about Lothario is yeah. he for or against <laughs> I was hoping you were to say is he single <laughs> <laughs> is he for or against Feather Boas. Oh, definitely four. Yeah, okay. He's, definitely. he's probably wearing oh, at least yeah. three yeah. any given He knows moment. how to rock him. Actually, the, the thing is, because he takes clothing from the, his victims in, in some cases, there's like blood stains and stuff like that. So he wears a lot of like scarves and boas to kind of like look fashionable, but also hide that it's like bloody. So he's like a Steve Perry, but with yeah. a knife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, with a, with a dagger. <laughs> with a dagger. Fast hands and a dagger. Fast hands and dagger. Like yeah. Steve Perry, but less murderous. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know about Steve Perry. He is a fucking that, killer. That singer of the Rolling Stones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're not uh, blood stains they're blood accents <laughs> <laughs> accessories are important <laughs> oh I forgot to introduce too late my owl oh Rust. shit that's a good time um, oh, got an owl take a break because you could actually use this so I just wanted to mention uh, everybody's gonna know I got an owl with me at all times it's actually my familiar his name is Rust because he can be crushed easily like Rust yeah, and there's a cat in your group that's got a giant hammer, so keep an eye on that. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'll just summon him again. It's not a big deal. <laughs> and a guy making feather boas. <laughs> yeah. And a jealous friend now. <laughs> the first time hearing of this owl. I want to make a comment on Gertrude's appearance. Obviously, she's tall because she's an elf, but like she still struggles to reach the top shelf, so that's why she needs that arm. But she's definitely trailer trash, so she's got like... Yeah, we all got that. That kind of came through pretty clearly. I want to paint the picture, Dave, okay? I want you to feel the non-existent flat butt that is just sucking in the yoga pants. It's just a flat line. She is a carpenter's dream. Again, those moments where we realize reality is based on these characters. (laughs) Your words are hurtful. (laughs) I I did not sign up for this. For everybody at home, Sarah Lee is in character. She is on her third pack of cigarettes. (laughs) Time we've been recording. <laughs> I'm gonna die tonight. <laughs> um, yeah, and she definitely has like a beer belly, and she's so like, does the the robot arm? Does it look like you can tell it's a robot arm, or does it look oh, like yeah. a normal arm? No, okay. you know it's it a robot arm. Okay. Is that beer belly? Does it have cesarean section scar or something like that? <laughs> no, there... because there's a tasteful there... rose and dolphin tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Dolphins exist in this universe. You're a very imaginative person. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely a scar. We don't know what what it was from or what. You could have been shanked. She lived a dangerous life. Who knows? There was that time in prison. Well, we look forward to finding out together. Mm. I want to know how he got these scars. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of disappointed because when you first started saying that she had an Inspector Gadget arm, I was really crossing my fingers that she had that trench coat. <laughs> That's just a great piece of D&D classic I'm not, imagery. I'm, I'm not here to play into your fantasies. Why are you I'll run, I'll run my own tonight. campaign where, where jackets are king. I'll go home and write my own Inspector Gadget <laughs> yeah. erotic fan fiction. Get, I don't need you, Sarah Lee. I'll get together five comics who won't do any better research for my stuff, too. Oh, How come great. Penny looks just like Dan? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so very much for listening to the very first episode of the Awful Neutral Podcast. And I hope you stick around as we grow and get better. If you like what you heard, please check out my other podcast, Science Faction. It's a comedy science news program available on iTunes 
Podbean, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, nerds. See you next week.